Welcome to the Visma Ski Classics podcast, Usha Tulevi. Visma Ski Classics is the long-distance ski championships with 35 pro teams. In season 12, there are 14 races in 12 event locations, bringing pro team athletes and recreational skiers together. On this podcast series, we'll analyze the events on the Pro Tour and the Challenger Series, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Hello, folks. Once again, this is Usha Tulevi, Visma Ski Classics podcast, and Vasa Loped is now behind us. The season's gone uh, quite far ahead. We still have many good races left. Uh, the spring season, of course, exciting races to come. And uh, I am your host, Teemu Virtanen, and my guest today is Ida Dahl, whose season been really great pretty much up till the last two races. Vasa Loppet, she was seventh and uh, at Tartu uh, fifth, but before that, uh, lots of podium places and victories, uh, definitely the greatest season so far. But Ida, where are you right now, recovering from uh, Vasa Loppet, I assume? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm home in Östersund again, so uh, it feels good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed it does. Uh, but Vasa Loppet was a tough one, correct? Uh, yeah, race. it was a really tough race uh, for me, so uh, it feels good to to get back home and just to recover. Generally speaking, at least for me, Vasalope kind of tends to be the turning point. You know, it's like the whole season builds up to Vasalope, and then after Vasalope, there's a bit of a break, and then the rest of the season is the kind of the Scandinavian leg of the tour and the springtime as well. But as an athlete, how do you feel about the, like, the life after Vasalope? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit like you described it. Uh, everything is like building up to Vasalopet and uh, after that it's more like the spring competitions left. But uh, I mean, we still have uh, very tough races left to go and uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season also. Uh, even though Vasalopet uh, is quite as a breaking point on the season. Indeed it is, and we'll talk about that race and all the races so far and the upcoming ones. But before we get to that, how do you, I mean, recover recovery after a long race, what do you do now? I mean, it takes a couple of days easy, you eat well, and how do you recover from a long, tough race like Vasalopet? Uh, yeah, Vasalopet is uh, really tough, both physical and like most mentally maybe. So for me, it's just to come home and just not think about skiing for like one or two days maybe and do other stuff so uh, yeah I just try to to really let go of, of the sea, uh, skiing in the all and just like be be me at home <laughs> well that's cool but uh, speaking of which you know uh, what does it mean being not the skiing Ida, but the in the, the regular Ida. What do you do? I mean, how do you take your mind off from skiing? What do you do? Uh, I always have uh, something to do in school, so I do something there, and uh, I try to I clean a lot of <laughs> a lot back home, and uh, yeah, uh, do yeah like ordinary things that you do when you're home and uh, except of training though so uh, yeah just cooking and cleaning and yeah everything like that 
running uh, chores. But uh, what about your school? Tell me about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, going my third year uh, at uh, Umeå University. So, uh, yeah, there's always something you can do there. So I'm studying uh, a bit uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite nice to have something else uh, also besides skiing. So, uh, yeah, I try to just focus uh, focus on that right now. What are you majoring at? Uh, it's an engineering, uh, so uh, yeah, I think it's called like industrial engineering, and uh, I haven't really started to uh, focus on something, uh, especially right now. But uh, I think we will uh, do it uh, until the fall. We will go in more, uh, yeah. We will choose a direction, or how you say. <laughs> of the major, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, even if you haven't chosen it yet, but do you have any idea what you might want to do after your skiing career? Any kind of direction, uh, career-wise? Uh, yeah, uh, I have thought about a little bit about uh, going towards management, uh, but... Uh, I'm really unsure. <laughs> I I really don't know what, exactly what I want to do, but so I think I will just try to show something that is really like open, so that you can do as much as possible when you're done with the uh, uh, studying. Also, but you have so many years left in skiing. Look at Prita and yeah. uh, <laughs> other, you know, uh, older skiers. And is Auckland still around? You know, you can ski forever <laughs> yeah. if you want to. <laughs> uh, but good. Uh, let's uh, talk about the, this season and all the races uh, so far. And as I said, you know, the kind of the remit or the last part of the season as well. They're really the great upcoming races. So that'll be next for us. Before we go one by one, I'd like to go through all these races we've done uh, pretty much individually and you can t tell me about them a little bit and how you feel about these races but generally speaking so far it's been a really a great season for you except maybe like the, these two last races Tartu Maraton and Vasalopet but how do you feel yourself I mean probably something that you did you expect this to happen that you you're gonna have so many victories and podium places uh, no I did not expect it at all. I mean, I hoped to be able to win some race, uh, but then maybe I thought it was going to be in the end of the season or something. Uh, so that I was going to win like four races and uh, so early in the season, I, I did really not expect it. But of course, I'm really, really satisfied with the season. So what do you think that has attributed to, to this? Why are you so good this season? You had some problems in the summer. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I have had uh, many years of good training now and uh, uh, been able to follow my plan almost exactly as I have wanted. So it was in the end of the summer uh, when I injured my back a bit uh, that I had to like change a bit in my training, but uh, uh, I could still train. So... I was not so stressed, even though I couldn't like roller ski or something in like two, three months. Uh, but I still felt that I had the, 
that I developed it like physical and uh, yeah so it, I, I was really calm about it and felt really good all the time but uh, of course you're unsure how, uh, how, how the season gonna start when you're not when you have not like done so much roller skiing that you're used to. So at that time when you faced the, those problems, the back problems, were you a bit concerned or were you able to kind of tackle the issue and just trust that things will work out? Yeah, I was I was very calm, I think. Uh, I mean, I just tried to, to put it in a perspective and I mean, uh, I was, I am now only 26 years old and I can continue skiing for over 10 years if I if I want to so uh, I was tried just tried to think that if this if this season goes to hell it's uh, it, there is uh, very many years to come so uh, I was quite calm and just tried to to let the process uh, with the injure just take time and and heal Indeed, and then the season started, uh, and it started in Usha, Sweden, not in Livigno, which used to be the place, a location for uh, for the Visma Ski Classics uh, opening. That first race, uh, individual prologue, you were fourth there. But first of all, the uh, Usha and the place, how, how did it feel to start the season in your home country? Uh, of course, it's fun to start in, in Sweden, and that... Uh, Usha get the event, uh, but uh, I mean, for us that are from Sweden, uh, of course, it feels a little bit bigger to like go away and go to Livigno, but uh, it was really fun and a really good event. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, maybe we will we do it next year again. And then after that race, uh, you had a holiday break, a Christmas, a New Year's, and all that. How did you spend that preparing? For the uh, the Pustetal ski marathon and that tough weekend. Uh, for Christmas, we were just uh, home here in Östersund, and uh, like just two days after, I think we we went down to Livigno with the team. So uh, we spent New Year's down there and just training and try to prepare as good as possible for the the start of the season. I know that you, and as you said, you guys spend a lot of time training uh, in high altitude, which has been the case with many teams due to the fact that so many races took place in high altitude. Uh, the early, the kind of the part, the early season thing. Um, but how, generally speaking, how do you feel about the high altitude training? Do you feel that it, you know, fits you well, and uh, you kind of okay with racing in high altitude? Because some athletes, some skiers, don't like that too much. They're not really high altitude skiers. Uh, yeah, for me, it had worked out very good. I think uh, uh, so far, I have no problem like training and competing on high altitude. So uh, for me, it's it's not a big problem. But uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just like being down in there in that atmosphere and uh, in those areas because it's so beautiful and really easy to train so I really like it. Speaking of which, you know, then you had the first uh, race after that that break, Pustetal uh, ski marathon which was a replacement to a 
to an, another race. But um, when you think about that race, 60 kilometers and the whole weekend, uh, first it was second in Pusatale Ski Marathon. But how was that race for you? Uh, it was a, a really good race. I felt really strong and uh, uh, yeah, it was a really nice course and uh, uh, I was really uh, positive uh, about it and uh, uh, yeah, I really liked the race. And then what about the, uh, the, the next day when you had the 32 kilometer really top Prato Piazza mountain challenge and you won? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I really love that uh, course, and it was a, a a really amazing competition, and uh, not something that we usually do. So it was really, really fun. And uh, before the race, I also felt that it really suited me well. So uh, I was quite nervous before the race because I knew that uh, this type of Competition is something I really like and I really want to win. So, uh, yeah, it felt really, really good when I managed to do that. This thing can be the topic, you know, this racing back-to-back or two days in a row. And you guys did it last season. That was their first time when that was kind of tested. Uh, and also this uh, season, these two races back-to-back. Do you feel that this is kind of the, the direction we should go? Have more races, like maybe mini tours or races back to back? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think you can have it like too often because it is really tough. So after like these two days, uh, you are really tired and need some recover. So I don't think you can have it like every weekend, but uh of course, uh, maybe one one more uh, weekend like this uh, or something where you have like a shorter race one day and a, a longer one day or something. But uh, yeah. Or maybe if Visma Ski Classics extends to uh, to another continent, maybe like America, for example, that could be a good idea to have like a mini tour. If you guys go that far to have more than just one race. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then after the, those two races, you were supposed to have a new race, 75-kilometer race around that lake in La, you know, La Venosta area. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And then the race suddenly became very different. <laughs> Uphill race, <laughs> 10K race. I mean, at that time, how did you feel about that? Because I know when I talked to Oscar Kadin, for example, he wasn't really too happy about that, you know, the, the change, but understood, you know, the reason for it. But what went through your mind at that time when you learned that it's not going to be the 75K race? Uh, to be honest, I didn't really put so much energy into it. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. And you just... I just try, always try to focus on what I can uh, can focus on, and like I cannot affect what how the race is gonna look like. And uh, I mean, an uphill race is always fun, and it's something totally different, uh, like and what we do usually. So I was quite uh, happy about the race actually, and thought it was gonna be very fun. So. Uh, yeah, I had a, a very positive mindset about it. And you did well. You were second there right after Britta. Britta, you want yeah. a new grand. So it seems to me that it suited you well. <laughs> yeah, really. 
would you like to see more of those type of things? Like really short, like really you mentioned the special type of races, like uphill races, more of these ty type of things in Visma Ski Classics. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, like a fun complement. So, I mean, you can have uh, a, a race like that on like a Saturday and have a longer race on a Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be fun. Yeah, that remains to be seen if that's going to happen. But then La Diagonela. Yeah. 55 kilometer race, a little bit shorter than, than before. Not that cold this time around. I mean, last year was really cold, but not this, uh, this year. And Again, you were number one. So uh, yeah, uh, it was a a really good day, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was really nervous during the whole race. Actually, I I never felt really sure about my win. So it was first when I crossed the finish line that I uh, could breathe out and really enjoy it. <laughs> How do you like the, the 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 race and the location? It's one of the most beautiful places on earth, at, at least when it comes to uh, 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 skiing. Yeah, I really like the race. It's a it's a fun course. It has almost everything. So just you know, both uphills and downhills and flat parts. So uh, it's a really, really a good race, I think. And then after that, much longer. And now being a winner from La Diagonela being uh, kind of the one that everybody was expecting to do well. So did you feel any pressure there or you were just like, okay, I'm in a good shape. I'm just going to focus on much longer and do what I can. Uh, yeah, it was quite like much like that. I, I mean, of course I wanted to win and I knew that I'm in good shape, so I am able to win. Uh, but I didn't put so much pressure on myself because I knew that Marcelonga is something that uh, very many like focus on and really try to to be in the best shape in. So I was really humble about that. Everyone is going to be really strong, uh, but uh, yeah, my my good shape just continued. So uh, yeah, it was really amazing. Yeah, and you won that race again. Yeah. <laughs> but much longer, so much has been said about the race, and a lot of people quote it being being the the best race or the the, the atmosphere is second to none there. But what really makes this particular race so unique? I mean, the course itself is kind of kind of fast paced, and then of course the last uphill. But it's not the toughest course. It's very kind of tight here and there. But why is Machalonga so special? Uh, for me, I think it is like the last three Ks when you go uphill onto, until Cascata, where it's just so many people cheering you on and it's a really good atmosphere uh, around the whole competition. So. Uh, it's uh, a little bit like Basalapet in that uh, scenario where it's like a lot of people and everyone just happy and uh, yeah, just a really good atmosphere around the whole competition. So I think that's what's make it so special. Since you brought that up, you know, the fact that yeah, there were so many people and you guys were surrounded by people, that's very different from the, the year before. 
when yeah. you guys didn't have any. This is you guys were racing amongst yourselves and no audience and no big masses. But this season we're kind of back to normal now. So how does that now feel to be finally, you know? Back yeah, to it's normal, really, it's really like finally because uh, I mean all the people around the competition makes it even bigger. So it's a very big difference going coming to the finish now uh, uh, like if you uh, uh, compared to last year so uh, i i really like that the that it's so much more people this year because it just feels so much more it feels so big much bigger and yeah so much more energy around all the competitions so it's really fun so what about Vasalope? That must have been really different. I mean, last yeah. year you didn't have any, and now you had all those almost 16,000 people there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a really, really big difference, and uh, it's uh, really fun to see all these people again. And let's hope that that, that uh, remains to be the case in the future as well. But then after Machalonga, Giseska Paresatka was the next Visma Ski Classics event and also the second Grand Classics ones. But you guys went to König Ludwiglauf, which is a, a challenger event. I mean, why? I mean, did you just, uh, you didn't want to have a break or you just felt you, know, you wanted to keep uh, racing? Uh, no, we have decided that, uh, that the team was going to stay in Seefeld between the competitions. Uh, and since uh, Ludwig Lauf is not so far from Seefeld, we decided, some of us decided to, to go the race just to, uh, for like good training. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was just a good, uh, good race for, uh, for the body. And you were second there, but how do you like, how do you like that place? I mean, Oberammergau is a famous place and the passion play every 10th year and so forth. I think it's one of the most beautiful places, but uh, the course itself is kind of easy. But how did you like that race and the location? Uh, I didn't really thought about the location. Uh, we just went down there and skied and, and went back home. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, yeah, and the course in itself maybe wasn't the most fun course I have skied. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was a bit tired and uh, not... Uh, I didn't, uh, I was not in the like competition mode really. So uh, I don't know. I just went through the race and then went back home. <laughs> but of course it was beautiful. Well, that's pretty good. If you went really in a competition mode and you still finished second, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. you just did it, your eyes closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, after that though, you uh, said Satka then, uh, really a tough race. And again, you won the race. So your shape still pretty much remained intact so how was that race uh, yeah uh, i was very unsure about my shape before the race because uh, i felt quite tired and uh, yeah didn't have uh, very much energy and started to uh, start to feel that i just want to get back home uh, but uh, so when we started the race, it felt uh, really bad, actually. Uh, and uh, yeah, in the first uphill until the first climb, I was like, okay, let's just take one kilometer at a time now. But uh, uh, after the sprint, uh, it started to just feel really good again. So uh, after a while, I just tried to, to go for it and it went good. So 
that was nice. Indeed, it did. But after that, Tartu Marathon, a new race, well, actually a returning race, uh, you were fifth there. So yeah. what happened? I mean, it's after, before that, I mean, just fourth was the, you know, the worst place. That was the individual prologue. And then just second and uh, uh, just victories and second places all the way through. But then Tartu fifth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was... I felt uh, that my body was quite sore and I was quite tired both mentally and physically but then we also uh, didn't manage to to get the best skis for the day uh, so uh, it was a very hard race. <laughs> was that the first time you did Tartu or have you, have you raced it before? Uh, no, it was the first time so uh, I was really positive about the course because I thought it was going to be like just flat but it was a really beautiful course uh, so uh, yeah yeah tell me about that a little bit i mean it's of course it's a famous famous uh race with a long history and as i said it's been part of this musky classics but that's a long time ago but now it's a returning one and it as you said it has a nice kind of a undulating rolling terrain except the last part is very flat but white uh, uh, track as well a lot of space there but how did you feel about the race itself? And do you, do you, do you think that it should be included in Visma Ski Classics in the future as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a nice course. It was a little bit like Vasalopet, so uh, uh, it's tougher than you think. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean... I think you could you, you could keep it in Visma, but uh, uh, it was just the the way to Tartu when we got got back home from Yiselska. Uh, uh, <laughs> we was we were quite tired the whole team, and you went back to Sweden and was almost home, and then go back to. Uh, to Estland, it was a, a little bit hard mentally, but uh, yeah, uh, I really liked the course, so uh, maybe maybe they should keep it. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting that you, you you keep talking about it being tired and all that, all that traveling. Do you think that is, there are too many races in the early part of the season? This is not the first time you have so many races back to back. I mean, January tends to be very tight i mean we in the past we called it a january madness because there's so many races pretty much every weekend uh long distance race and then all the traveling and all that do you think it's a little bit too intensive or do you like the fact that there are so many races there no i really like like all the races so i don't think you should uh, take anything away but uh and i mean uh we had a, a really good time down in Europe, so I really liked it. But of course, you get tired when you are traveling so much. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it's a tough month, but uh, I really like it, though. And also, what you didn't have this time is a, a long break between Yiserska and Vasalope to pre prepare. Only two weeks because Tartu was added. Yeah. Did that change your preparation at all? knowing that it's only two weeks and you need to recover from this tough period? 
uh, yeah, a little bit. I I took it quite easy uh, instead of like training. That was my first intention, but uh, uh, but it was. I mean, then we went and uh, went to Shavasan and did that also. So uh, maybe it was a little bit tough to go all these races before Vasalopet, but uh, uh, yeah, at the same. At the same time, I train to compete, and it's the competing part that is the most fun. So, I mean, if there is races, you want to go them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You also did uh, Chebas, and so it seems to me that a race is every weekend for you guys. I mean, is that a little bit too much? Yeah, maybe it was only one or two competitions much too much, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then Vasa Lopet. Uh, going into it, knowing that you've been in a really good shape, but then Tartu didn't really turn out as as you expected, and as you told me, you felt a little bit tired before Vasalopet. What were kind of your what was going on in in your mind? Were you confident, or were you a little bit maybe uh, concerned, anxious about the race? Uh, no, I really looked looked forward to it. Uh... And I mean, I knew that my shape was not that good that it has been. So uh, I, I don't know. I just took it very easy uh, and did not train so much and just try to load as much energy energy as I could. And the week before, it started to feel better and better. So uh, I just tried to keep calm and just think that. If I'm in good shape, then it will go well, and if I'm not, then it's not so. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not the person person that becomes so anxious or something like that. Uh, I, at the most of the time, I I keep quite calm. I think. <laughs> and you were seventh in in uh, at Vasalop. It's certainly not a result that you expected or wanted to to have. But how do you cope with that? You know the fact that it didn't really go that well uh yeah i mean of course that's really frustrating and uh, uh, i was very very disappointed uh, of course uh, i'm not there to become seven i'm there to win so uh it was a really dark day but <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sun goes up tomorrow's you know, t so. Tell me about the day. Tell me why was it so tough? I mean, we know that you uh, may be a little bit tired and so forth, but still, uh, when I was commentating it, you know, I was like, that was probably the, my biggest surprise. You know that uh, you didn't do that that, that well. No, uh, I felt quite fast that this is not gonna go so very good. <laughs> so uh, I just tried to really focus on like mile by mile and just uh, yeah do what I could to to keep up with some of the boys that I was with and uh, try to to do the best out of the situation but I mean of course you have parts on the course when you just want to break down and scream and cry and everything but uh, yeah I mean everyone has uh, everyone has shitty days and uh, yeah hopefully this was this was my my shitty day of the year <laughs> 
And Spas Alope for two years in a row, I mean, the conditions been really good and really fast. Uh, Astrid was able to uh, break the record, actually, Lena's record. And in the men's race, they were like maybe four minutes behind the, you know, the last year's uh, record time. So really good uh, conditions. Do you think that something like that doesn't suit you uh, that well when it's really fast pace? Or was it just a bad day, not the conditions per se? Uh mostly a bad day i would say uh i mean last year when it was quite good conditions uh, uh i think i did quite good so and i mean i i like that it's a high speed competition so i think it it suits me quite good when when we have the day both physically and with the skis and then generally speaking, uh, what do you want to say about Barcelona? That is often quoted as the king of the ski races. It is a legendary race. All of you guys always want to win. That That is the number one race for all of you guys out there. But what is the mystery of Barcelona? I don't know. Maybe that everyone just like talks it up so much, makes it big. Uh, but of course, uh, I want to win Barcelona. It's uh, a really fantastic race and uh, yeah a, a really good atmosphere around it so uh, uh, hopefully I will get to win it someday hopefully you will and you still have many uh, years to to come but now after Vasalopet bit of a break here and then Birken and after Birken Orefeslopet 100k race and then Reistalöpe and Ullaslevi in Finland still many races left so let's talk about those races first uh, Birken how are you now preparing for that, and uh, what do you expect from that race? Uh, yeah, so far I have not pre- started to prepare so much. I have lied in the sofa all day, so, but, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a really, really beautiful race and a beautiful course, so uh, it's going to be really fun, uh, hopefully, and, uh, yeah, I, I really... I really like that course. And also you have four races back to back and tough races, tough courses as well. Some races are really long, like Ordeves Lopet and Ullaslevi 70k races and then Birken and Reistelöpe about 50k or so. But uh, both of those races have really tough course. So how are you mentally preparing for uh, this really tough stretch? Uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you just uh, uh, try to, like, I mean, it is a fantastic competition, so I just uh, try to think of it as uh, at, uh, as you, you get to have a really long, fantastic day on the skis, hopefully, and uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's just fun. <laughs> Is there really any time for you guys to pre- to train in between the races, or is this a pretty much uh, recovery, or you spend all the time recovering from one race uh, before the uh, the next one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you you have time to train a little bit. You you cannot train like so very hard, but uh, yeah, you maybe take one day or something to recover, and then you can train for a few days. So. That is not a problem, I think. 
And then Orefez Lopez. Let's talk about that 100k race. It is the longest race last year. Really tough conditions could be this year as well. At least it seems to. Um, the weather seems to be warming up uh, quite a lot uh, up north as well. So that race, it's even longer than Vasa Lopez. So how do you yeah. feel about that particular one? And do you think that that's that's what long distance skiing should be about? Uh, yeah, man. Last year it, it took almost six hours, and maybe that's a little bit too long, I think. Uh, but the conditions were so that there was really slow conditions, and uh, uh, yeah. But it's uh, it's like more it's more like an adventure maybe for for us. But uh, well, it's fun as well. But I don't think that every race should be so long. And then after that uh, is Reisteloipe which is not that long, but it's a really tough course. And so far, no one's been able to win that race only by double polling. Maybe this year could be the one, but what do you want to say about Reistelöpe being a very different race from all these other events that we have in, in Vismaski Classics? Yeah, it's very different, uh, but also a really beautiful race. Uh, and if it's a sunny day, it's... I think the the most beautiful races race of them all. Uh, so uh, it's going to be very fun, and it would be really really fun if someone won by double polling. So yeah, that's really exciting. What about you? Are you going to go double polling? Uh, I have not decided yet, actually, but it would be really cool to try. But we will see. <laughs> and then the final race, Ullas Levi. Uh, we haven't had a chance to have that, and not even Reistelöpe and, and Birken uh, in, in three years. We haven't had a chance to have those races in, in three years. Uh, Ules Levi. That's, uh, uh, yeah, it's also a, a very long, tough race and a very beautiful race. So that also have everything like uphills and downhills and flat parts. So uh, I really like the race. Uh, and uh, yeah, last time I... I went classic, but uh, this time I think I wanted. Uh, I'm gonna go double polling, so that's gonna be fun. So that's pretty much the whole season, the races that we have had so far, and the races that are are left there. But I think now it would be kind of a good time to take a bit of a break and listen to uh, some of the comments from. Uh, other skiers and your teammates as well uh, about you, uh, what they want to say about you. And before we get there, I'd like to uh, read a text message from your uh, teammate, Jenny Larson. Uh, she's been, unfortunately, she hasn't been able to to uh, race this season, not at all because due to the hand injury. But she says this about you, that uh, Ida is extremely dedicated to everything she's taking on and that inspires me truly. I dare to say that no other skier that I know of can just put her head down and do the work and train as she does. So what do you want to say about Yenis comment? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you get really touched when you hear some someone say so, so nice words about you. So uh, uh, no, I'm really... Uh, grateful for that and uh, it's been really sad that she hasn't been able to be with us this season so uh, I really really hope that she will recover well now and uh, come back stronger next year 
So now let's listen to uh, the comments from uh, other skiers and let's start with your teammate Max Novak. Ida and me have uh, known each other for uh, nine years, I think, because uh, we went to uh, the ski gymnasium in Åre together. Since we both started with uh, long distance skiing, we've uh, been taking steps uh, simultaneously. Uh, our second year was uh, really good and uh, she had a lot of podiums and I struggled a bit, but then I took uh, managed to take the first win and the day after she took the first win. So uh, it's been fun and uh, really inspiring to see how she uh, just uh, taking these steps all the, all the time and um, yeah, with her injury, that's uh, that she had problems with uh, this summer and how she managed to just turn around that to something uh, something positive and that she got so strong and just uh, won a race of the race uh, now this uh, season. And uh, I think that reflects how she is as, as a person as well. She's really dedicated and uh, focused, uh, always fun to hang around with and uh, I'm glad to have her on the team. Hi, my name is Emilie Fleten and I'm one of Ida Dahl's competitors. I've been so impressed by Ida so far this season and I think she's truly amazing and it's been really inspiring to see how she has performed in her best races going solo almost the entire race and I'm looking forward to compete against her through the rest of the season. This is Gustav Korsgren, Pro Team Director, Ramöden. As a person, Ida is uh, not shy, but uh, she's really quiet and she doesn't say too much. Uh, but if you start talking to her, she's uh, really funny and say uh, really funny things in a funny way. So good answers and funny answers on things. When we started the cooperation with Ida two and a half years ago or something like that, um, we uh, started a plan with her that we saw that she was uh, probably one of the future Yellow Jersey candidates and uh, that's what we have worked for and uh, it's come earlier than we thought. Uh, she's uh, had a superb season so far and uh, we'll do everything that we can uh, to have her in the yellow years in the end of the season. If she's not, she will definitely have it in the coming years. When uh, she started in the ski classics, she was known by us uh, to be like the Duracell rabbit. She was starting off uh, a bit slow in the beginning of the races she had trouble keeping up the hard pace in the in the in the races so she but she held the speed and liked the, to started the speed speed up in the middle of the races and end up on really good positions and finally she got a podium position also um and now she's doing the pretty much the same thing when she's in shape. She has has a little bit of trouble in the beginning of the races, but then she just uh, go with the top contenders and just go solo. So that's that's uh, her thing, the Duracell Rabbit number two. So Ida, when you listen to these 
comments about you from your teammates and and, and uh, team director and uh, other skiers how do you how do you feel about that when, when people uh speak so highly of you uh yeah i mean you you're not usually like hear other people say so much nice nice things about you so it's really really fun to hear and uh yeah it's <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah I, you get just really happy when when people say so much good things about you so uh, i'm really glad that they <laughs> that they do <laughs> And Emilia Fleten uh, was one of those uh, as well, and she did well at Vasalopet. So, but when you think about the whole season, uh, you are fighting, uh, fighting for the yellow uh, baby. You uh, used to have it, but now Prita took it. So, but when you think about the your rivals, who do you think it, who do you fear the most? If I if I may put it this way, do you think it's going to be between you and Prita? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, it looks like that right now, but. Uh... As we seen in Vasalop, but Astrid is really back in shape. So, uh, uh, of course, everything can happen. And Fleten also seems to be be back on track. So, and uh, I mean, they are really, really strong girls, and the races that are left really suits them. So, uh, I think it's going to be really tough. And also, the women's field that's that grows every year and becomes stronger and stronger. Uh, how do you, as, as as an athlete, approach that, and uh, how do you uh, how do you feel about that right now? I think it's really good that is it's growing and getting bigger and bigger for us girls. Uh, uh, it's uh, very good for for the sport and everything. So I'm just really happy about it. That is uh, definitely the uh, the fact, you know. It is gr- uh, growing every year. What about this Mesquite Classic uh, in general? We talked about this season, but that has also evolved over the years. And you have different kind of races. Went through all these races, and you have short ones, in you know, uphill ones, and races back to back. And even skating race was introduced once, uh, and so forth. Is there anything you'd like to um, see in in the pro tour? Or are you just very pretty content, you know, with the you know the way it is right now? Uh, yeah, it's nothing that I've been thinking about, uh, and I really like it the way it is now. But uh, uh, I mean, of course, skating is also fun, so maybe it will be will be fun to have some some race. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I haven't think thought about it so much. Since you uh, brought up skating, do, do you use that technique? Uh, for training? Uh, no, not so very much. Maybe uh, a, a few times during the winter, but uh, not not usually. What about uh, diagonal striding? Uh, yeah, more than skating. So maybe uh, like one session uh, every week or something, but mostly just double polling. And then what about skiing? If you go back and think about kind of the time when you got into it, of course, we put down a podcast with you about uh, you and your background and all that. So I'm not going to dwell too much into it, but just to kind of refresh the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the audience, uh, the, the memory, how did you get, become 
involved you know with skiing how did you become a skier uh, yeah i i think it was my mom that uh, took me and my sister out to to the local ski club and we just started there so uh, on that way it is you know evolved from there did you do races junior racing and and so forth uh, yeah i started to race maybe when i was around 12 years old or maybe uh, but mostly just uh, around down in the area where we lived so it was first when i was like 16 and moved to uh, Jerpen, uh to start like high school maybe it it is uh, uh, i started to compete for real so and did you decide quite early on that long distance skiing is your cup of tea? Uh, yeah, quite early. I felt that I really liked an individual sport. Uh, and uh, yeah, it felt quite natural to choose, uh, to choose cross-country skiing. And then eventually you became, uh, you know, the member of uh, team Ramudden and Gustav and, and Lina's uh, team. How did that come about? Uh, it was like four years ago, maybe. I uh, went Birken and Reistein Levi together with uh, Lagrunner 27. Uh, I asked them to to try and they let me. And then to the season after I asked Lina and Gustav if I could join their team and uh, they said yes so <laughs> that was really good for me <laughs> and the rest is history yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the team I mean I spoken to your team member I've done a lot of podcasts with you guys and I know that there's something special about your team you kind of the mentality and the spirit you have in the team but what makes team Ramudan so uh, special <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we just uh, let everyone be themselves and try to have as open minds as we could and like talk if talk to each other if there's something that's disturbing you. So uh, and always try to lift each other up and uh, cheering on each other always. So uh, yeah, we have. Uh, uh, have a really good atmosphere and uh, we really like being together so I think that's maybe uh, the key and what have you learned from uh, Alina Kosgren who's kind of the captain of your team and had a really amazing season uh, last year but what kind of advice has she given to you or support uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know uh, I mean uh, she's a very calm person and uh, uh, she always lifts everyone up and you give everyone good confidence and try to uh, like push us in a good way so uh, I think it's just uh, uh, her personality that is just uh, uh, she's just a really good person to to have in a team and to be captain, and she's really looking for what, looking out for everyone. And uh, uh, yeah. But this season has been really tough, you know, for her. She hasn't been able to perform, you know, on the same level as she did last last season. Is there any reason for it? Uh, 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, she just had not had that that good shape in the beginning of the season that she had last year, but uh, it feels like she's just getting better and better. So I think she's going to be really strong now till the end of the season. So you're confident that she'll be able to bounce back? Yeah. <laughs> and then what about the guys? They performed really well, all of them. And Herman Paus, being a young guy, really strong. Vasa Lopez, once again, sixth. I mean, amazing performance. And Max and 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 Eklaf also both of both of those guys been really strong throughout the season. So how did that sort of come about? I mean, of course they were strong last year as well, but this season really they've been up there. Uh, yeah, uh, and I mean I'm not surprised because they are uh, very dedicated to like everything they do around the skiing. So uh, it was just a matter of time. Uh, before they were going to be like on the podium and take wins and everything. So uh, I'm just really glad for them and uh, uh, really, really impressed also. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised, but of course, I'm I'm really happy. And then when you look into the future, you have a crystal ball in your hand and you, and, and, and you gaze upon it. What are you hoping or what are you seeing in your crystal ball? <laughs> what, are you, what are you hoping to achieve in the future? Uh, I mean, this season, of course, I'm going for the yellow bib and I will do everything I can to win it. And what happens next, I have no idea no idea about. So we will see. And then uh, what about your, do you have like any heroes or uh, inspirations that you used to look up, look upon, you know, when you were growing up? Charlotte Kalla was uh, uh, a really big skier when I grew up and uh, she was of course someone that I was looking up to uh, but on like the last 10 years, uh, 15 maybe, I don't really have had anyone that I am really looking up to in, in that way. So, uh, But I mean, of course it's fun to compete against Marit Björgen and she's a really big athlete and really fun to be on the start with her. So. Uh, yeah, and both Lina and Britta is also really good skiers. So I'm just getting inspired by all the strong girls that are on the starting starting line every weekend. Then what about the Olympic athletes? There's quite a lot of speculation about Birken being maybe the the toughest race because uh, it could be the case that a lot of those Olympic athletes, World Cup athletes, uh, are joining because, as we know, the last race of the season, the World Cup season, was cancelled, the one in, in Russia. So maybe now these skiers are going to go to Norway. So that's got to be kind of exciting if, if you guys are facing the, uh, you know, those skiers as well. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a really, really tough race. So, But uh, it's just fun. The more, the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> the more the merrier, indeed. As uh, uh, before, we wrap up. So the kind of the last last wor words we talked about the future and so forth. But uh, what is there? Is there anything you want to say to people out there? Uh, you know, like young skiers, like be an inspiration for them. We talked about your uh, uh, inspirations or your heroes, but um, most likely there are a lot of people, a lot of young skiers looking uh, highly upon you uh, and and thinking that they would like love to do the same. So how would you encourage them to take the step and be part of Isma Ski Classics or long-distance skiing? Uh, yeah, I mean, not be afraid to try and uh, 
the most important thing is always to have fun. So uh, you don't forget to have fun on the way, and uh, but also like do really dedicated work to to get where you wanna where you wanna come. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> have fun mostly. I think. Have fun. Those are wise and, and, and important words. But thank you very much, Ida, for being a part of this podcast and good luck to you. And as you said, uh, the season is still on. There are many good races left, exciting races. Uh, it'll be tough competition. Of course, you are fighting for the yellow bib. It'll be a tight fight there, as you said, uh, against Britta and Astrid and, and Teatro Camuru uh, did really well. Vasa Loper as well. And, and yeah, you, you mentioned uh, your teammate Lina will bounce back. So definitely it'll be an interesting and exciting season uh, from now on. But thank you very much for be, uh, being part of this. Thank you. And you folks out there, as I said, stay tuned. The season is still on. Many good races left for us to enjoy. And stick around for more uh, podcasts as well. And just enjoy life. Bye-bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.